You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. Nice to see you again. Yes, nice to see you in person again. Yes. Um, it was... Uh, Oh God! It was like a month ago. I think I was last down. It was I was hoping to come down before then. That's right. But we had a, our schedules changed so drastically. Well, you are a very very busy man at the moment um, with all the things that are going on, and it's no surprise. Uh, I much the same as usual. Nothing really happens here. I just get on with the work I do, but I don't have the um, volume of. Uh, work that you have uh, by any means yeah it's it's sometimes it's just with everything that's going on you know back home you know preparing for the baby and working and all of the just general life is just so frantic that um i really had to book in this date which is why i said 11th of march last time because i was like that's definitely booked in and then if there was a chance to come down before then that's I was right. going to take it, but um, unfortunately, yep. it's not happened. But we're here now. We're here now. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Yes, we're doing fine. Loving the uh, spring-like weather we're having, and uh, I'm sure you're having it up there as well. But uh, it's been absolutely gorgeous the last few days here, and you really feel a springing a step. Literally, we've been out and about, and uh, we'll continue all the while. The weather's good. Uh, we're going to carry on, but it's getting towards, um, you know, spring and all the flowers, the daffodils and all that sort of, all of these things, I think, add to the, uh, um, you know, general well-being of us all. Mm. And how's the artwork going? The artwork going really well. I've, um, as you know, uh, the latter part of last year, I started thinking I want a few challenges and by golly, I've had them. And uh, and with more to come, I'd like to say, um, and there are, because I think what it is, I, I I was getting a little dissatisfied with the monotony of being able to just produce one after the other. Do you know what I mean? And so I wanted to do something different, and uh, and I have done it, and everybody's going to benefit by it, Stevie. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we've got a few pictures, um, well, quite a few pictures actually that. Um are due to be edited a lot of shadow at the advanced shadow work which we've been speaking about anyway you've been doing more of those um we just released the leopard mm -hmm. resting as well which was uh, a gorgeous picture it was lovely to see you do a wild animal like that um it just it was just it's like what uh I feel like your is your statement piece is, is things like that is your wildlife. Mm. Um, and it felt one of your, like one of your classics ones that you would have done. As that's well. right. That's right. So it's nice to see. Nice to see well, that. some while ago, a few years ago, I, I said to you, and we had a conversation, um, about um, I've got to keep it, you know, I've got to keep doing pictures, which I know the students will be able to do attainable. Uh, and a lot of them, I felt at that time, would be unattainable. Well, that's all gone by the board now. I just do what I think. And we'll know um, from the uh, results that some of the students are, are producing, they'll match it. 
They are very good. I mean, there was one at the moment going on in Facebook with the German Shepherd that I did. Must have been a couple of years, two or three years ago I did that. And I thought, that's a really hard one. And a few people have done it uh, that we know about. I'm sure that others have done it or haven't told us about it. But this one is coming along really well. So I think people now have got the message and they're able to extend their um, degree of difficulty and, and get over it. Mm. And uh, I think this is wonderful, being able to be a little freer with my thoughts. I don't have to think like that anymore. Oh, I won't be able to do this. I don't think like that anymore. If I think there's going, there's the substance in it, and I feel that they're going to learn something, then I'll do it. Mm. The last one that I've just done was a challenge, and I said it. And one of the good things now we have is the two cameras. So I have face camera now every time I do one. So, and I, I'm able then to sort of better communicate, I think, with the people. Mm. And uh, in this one, I was saying at the beginning it was going to be a tough one, but I'm looking forward to it. And right at the end, the outro, I said it has been a tough one. However, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's nice that I think that little bit of contact. I think it's it definitely is brought a, a deeper connection with you and the students, and it kind of adds that personal personal touch. Mm. Um, you know, people being able to see you, and I mean, people already feel like they know you through the podcasts and through hearing you coming out of their computer screens or, or tablet screens over the years teaching them. But I think that's really lovely to show your face as well i I enjoy it too um i'm very relaxed about it because i know the reaction of people i know people are going to look at whatever i say however i say it is going to be um beneficial to them they're going to feel a contact there which i feel anyway when Mm. i'm doing my work uh so it's wonderful and that, that will continue lovely lovely well, there's a few things to talk about today. Firstly, I must correct. <laughs> You're going to find this funny, Dad. Um, I kept correcting you to say it was Marcia. Remember the the lady last time that was saying that? Yes, I remember. And, it, and I, you said Marcia, and yes. I was like, it's Marcia. Yes. It's actually Marcia. Is it really? <laughs> well, well, Marcia. There you are. We got you right in the end. And I, and I think that... She may have said that before, and I've completely forgotten. So I'm sorry that you've had to correct us potentially twice on that. Correct me potentially twice. You were already fine saying Marcia. Uh, I, I must have worked on instinct there because I, I, I've known record of um, remembering anything. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry about that, but. Um, You'd, you'd hope that would be the last time that you correct uh, that you need to correct me, but I, you never know. You never know. Um, the next uh, thing to talk about is that we had a bit of a discussion on a Facebook group, which anyone can join. By the way, if uh, they're taking a class, they can go to uh, Facebook and search for Colin Bradley Art Students. Um, and it was talking about copyright of your artwork because people found someone was asking is it copyright free your work uh the work that they do from your classes and mm. i thought it would be worth just talking about that on this platform on the podcast because i did answer the, the question on there um what is the status of that how do people get on if they do one of your pictures can they sell it they certainly can and i've i've always maintained this and um, the whole idea of it if you do artwork um and you 
finish your artwork, the artwork piles up. What do you do with it? I mean, you've got friends, relations you can give it to, but in the end, you could have quite a pile. I know I've got a big pile, which I keep for us and uh, um, for legacy, really, for later on. But what do you do with it? You've got to sell it, really, haven't you? Or you've got to pass it on. So I've absolutely no um, hesitation in saying that anything you do that I copied from my work, you can sell with confidence. There's no problem at all. Mm. Um, The only thing I would say, with copyright, if if I had a picture that um, that was taken a photographic reference, for instance, uh, and it, it it depicted exactly, which is impossible, really. People might look at that and think, "Oh, it's a photograph, and not." Uh, so you might have a bit of an argument there, but that's not going to happen. It's never happened to me because I always change things anyway, and I'm sure people who 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 follow my work they would change them. Um, People already do their own stamp on your work. They go, I did this, but I chose to do that. Uh, and that's the, that's the way I would want them to do. And I encourage people to do that. Uh, so you're never going to get a, an a actual photographic reference. Mm. Um, so you're never going to get an argument in that. I've never had one in, in all the years I've been doing it. Um, the only other thing that uh, I would say there is I used to sell a lot of prints. I would, they are copyrighted to me. The prints are. So if I sold a print through a show and that print then was used by somebody to reproduce work from it, that's copyright. Your, your my original artwork is my copyright. But those people that copy my pictures, that becomes their original artwork, not mine. Therefore, they're absolutely entitled to do it. Mm. So as long as you're not taking your original work and monetizing it but you are that's right monetizing your own pictures that yes. you've created that. as far as i know in all the time i've been doing this no one has has done that so um we really don't have to think about it anymore mm. it doesn't apply to the people who are doing the work either i mean if you have a picture say and you um sell it that is one of our customers or clients do and then the person who buys that reproduces that as prints. That's copyright rule broken. Right. They then can get sued because they're using that person's picture, not their own, mm. as uh, monetizing from that. But that all these things are important to know. But yeah. really, what we're looking for is yes, they are absolutely entitled to. And we're not we're not copyright lawyers, <laughs> so we don't know the law inside and out. But this is based on you know the general artwork and mm. um, well many sort of years ago that you've followed. I, i'll repeat what i i've already said i think a few years ago i watched the jimmy young program people won't know who jimmy young is out the side of the uk but in the uk they probably remember him and uh, he had somebody on an expert he used to have this expert on who was a lawyer and he used to come on periodically and i remember listening once to him and that subject came up and his answer was, the way I've just explained it to you, if you produce your own work of art based on somebody else's work, that work of art that you have produced is yours. You can then sell that work 
as um, copyright free. And I remember him saying that, and I've always remembered that because that is some, that was an expert, that was a lawyer actually saying on air. It was on the uh, Jimmy Young program, so that uh, should confirm what I'm already telling people. Okay, okay. Well, that's certainly um, helped anyone that is in our circle of students. Um, wishing they may not know that they would wondered about reproducing your pictures from the classes and what they could do with it. So mm. that help help clarifies that. So if anyone has any more questions, then um, please just let us know. We'll do our best to answer them. Um, okay, uh, shout out to Helen. Helen Green asked us to say hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Helen. <laughs> I like this. It feels like more like a radio show now. We're saying giving you shout outs. So, uh, Marcia's already got a free shout out. She has. <laughs> now Helen has as well. <laughs> um, if anyone else wants a shout out, happy to, happy to, uh, give you a shout out. Um, so the next one was, uh, uh, an inquiry that came from Denise. Denise asked about drawing in sepia. Yes. And I thought this was really interesting because we haven't visited sepia in quite a few years because you used to do sepia pictures. I did. So I thought that we could, uh, well, first of all, let's answer uh, her question, which was about the colours, what kind of colours to use for sepia. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to dive into that work that you used to do a little bit more and how that came about. So right. um I've got the numbers here, but do you remember what colours you used for um, sepia? I remember the, the main colour was... Um, uh, gosh, a little, little test for you now. 182 was the main colour. 182 is one of them. Yep. And then I think it was uh, 175, I think, was another one. Yeah. And then 103 would have been the starting block. Yeah. I very rarely use white, although occasionally you could use a white, but generally speaking, it was ivory. So there's there's and then the black. So there's that's four. There's two other colours you used to use in your sepia work. Did I really? Oh gosh, I can't remember them. <laughs> Tell me what they were. They bearing in mind, listeners, these are all Faber Castell uh, numbers. Uh one eighty. Right. And two eighty. Right. I would say that that's um, if I if I've said it, that's probably right. That's what your sepia packs were anyway. Uh, done using those six. I think the, the one eighty and the two eighty is either side of the one eight two. That's what happens. One eighty is just a little darker and more earthy, if you like. And the two eighty is on the other side is just a little more warmer. It's right. sort of more towards. Um, not the red, it's certainly not red, but it's got that warmer look to it. Those are the two. That's probably why I did it on either side of it. So this is interesting. So let's talk now about why you originally did sepia work. Um, mm. Because this was a years ago, um, you used to have do, do starter packs, which is people can still buy on our website with those instructions. Mm. Um and there is a specific page in those packs that talk about sepia tonal techniques. That's right. Um, talk to me about why you did sepia. What in, in, introduced yes, you into that? I can tell you why exactly. What I did originally, I was a watercolor artist, as you know, and I used the sepia watercolor. Yes, there is a there is a watercolor mm, project. That's right. Yes, in in the watercolor range of Winsor Newton, you have. This is a student range of Winsor & Newton. You have sepia, 
And that's the colour that I used to use a lot. However, there is a, in the, um, I think it's, again, it's Winsor & Newton. They have an artist range. And again, they've got sepia in that. It's not quite the same sepia. It's a little bit more earthy. More, I suppose, towards the 175, I was giving a comparison. So did you used to do sepia watercolours? And I used to do sepia watercolours. Now, bear in mind, you'd have white paper, always white paper, never a coloured paper. So what you'd be able to do is water that down to quite, almost putting it on raw, you know, if you wanted to have a really dark colour. And I'm not absolutely sure I'd used any other colour. I can't remember going back now. I can't remember using black, for instance. That's the only colour you'd want. Because you, if you're starting with white and you graduate and graduate and graduate, maybe a hundred times, you can get to a very dark colour. And I, I don't remember using black mm. at all. So that's how it started. Now, when you, have, when you transfer that sepia idea to pastel pencil it won't work because first of all i would have used and always will use um the sand color paper so you haven't got white so therefore you need a color that lightens that uh, color up which is ivory so ivory will give you that as i said it's very unlikely you, you'd need to use white on top of the ivory you could do but i i I, I don't know whether I actually ever did that. I can't remember back on that. Anyway, I would use the ivory. Then you need something that turns that ivory into a sepia look, which is 182. So the 182 would give you that if you put the two together. However, then you, have, you don't have it dark enough. So you've got to go a bit darker than that and a darker colour, and that would be 175. So you're looking at those three colours. Now, the 180 and the 280 give you either side of that 182 mm. if you needed it you could do it with just those three colors actually to be honest i was gonna or ask four colors if you have the black as well yeah because i what's interesting is the work that you do with the shadow pictures and that the, there's just four colors in that That's and right. the the integral ones that you said is the 229 um that's right and was it the 270 because the the white and the black give you the mm. extreme bright and the extreme mm. dark but then mm. the two in the middle mm. you know the, the the reason i did that is when i first started doing the sepia i got an idea where did i come from i'm going right back to the girl portrait i did with just very simple simple lines <clears throat> i remember thinking at the time how am I going to produce a sepia colour? I can't. If I, if I use the dark grey pastel mat, you can't do that. So I thought, okay, well, I've used, if I use ivory again, maybe that would work. Uh, and it, and it, it did, to a certain extent. But the colours I, I eventually used, because I started off with six, didn't I? I started yes. with six colours originally. Yes. And then I knocked two out. Halfway through that first um, picture, I knocked two out. I thought, what am I wasting this time with these two? Because the colours I'm actually using are perfect for it. And that's how I arrived at the eventual four colour. Interesting. And you only needed four colours for the shadow pictures. But would you, would you say that sepia, you needed those either side 
yes. tones to Abs- yes, you do because you're working on the on the white paper. That's that was the difference. We're coming from a dark paper, and I've got to say that the shadow pictures I'm doing now are not sepia. I understand. I understand that the paper. Sorry to interrupt. The the paper color itself is a tone that you use. That's right for that. But the sand. Did, did the sand colour help you with sepia or was it... Oh, yes, without doubt, because you can go either side. If you think about the sand colour, it's a lightish colour, but mm. still darker than the ivory. So therefore, if you put the ivory on, you lighten it. And if you put the 182 on top of the ivory, you darken it. See, so you're, you're, getting, you're getting either side of that. You couldn't do that. I, I couldn't do that with the dark grey pastomat. I had to have a completely different f- framework to work with. How I got to those other two colours now, well, the black is obvious. That was the obvious colour because it's not a colour. White is obvious, but that's not a colour. White and black aren't colours. They are lightening agents, darkening agents. The two in the middle, the ivory and the 229, are the key colours. The, the 270 and the 229. <clears throat> sorry, 270, I'm sorry, 270. 270 and 229 are the key colours. And those two colours, you could almost do your shadow picture with those two colours. <clears throat> but you do need occasionally to lighten it up, and that same as it was with the uh, watercolour. You, you, you need to have... Um, <clears throat> the pot, the, the white for highlights in an eye, for instance, or very light area of a skin. Sometimes you need a little bit more brightness, so you use the white. Don't use much white at all when my sepia or my uh, pictures. The, the one I've just done, the young lad, he had a really brilliant white uh, uh, eye. Now you you think, how am I going to get? white eye like that and make it work and what i did it was on dark gray pastel mat so you put the white directly onto that you don't put any well there's no other lightening agent you put that on then you use then the 270 and eventually just a touch of the 229 to to color that but basically if you didn't have the white i wouldn't have been able to do that little boy Mm. so that's one thing so with sepia there because you're you've got an ivory but you've you've also got the black, the ivory, and this is this is sepia work in itself. Mm. Um, doesn't it doesn't have that those brilliantly bright areas um, because the ivory wouldn't give you like a white style. No. But that's that's I think just generally sepia mm. pictures in general. Mm. But you do get the extreme dark aspects because you had the black in that's with right. those six colours. That's right. And you you're helped too in that situation because of the dark grey pastel paper. You because you're you you when you when I put my backgrounds on, most of the time I'm just using two two nine and black on top of the dark grey pastel paper. Yeah. With the sand uh, with the sand colour on grey when you're doing sepia work on that um, did you ever find it challenging because you've got six colours to work with and you've got to get to to black, the extreme black? Do you ever did you ever find it challenging because of the paper that you could um, get to the point where you've crushed it? Because with pastel mat, you mm. can keep going until you get it really, really dark. That's right. Um, but did you ever find that challenging with Fabriano on grey to get? like those super dark areas no the reason you reason i didn't have a problem with that is i didn't start with the ivory 
So I had the sand colour paper, it was really slightly darker. Then you put the 182 on, which makes it a little darker still. And then you put the um, 175 and then the black on. Once you get to the black, you don't need much black. You just need a touch of that. And the 175, possibly the most used one would be the 182. Right, that's your right smack bang in the middle right colour. in the middle, yeah. And then the 175, both of those two, you'd be using a little more of it than at the beginning and at the end. Black, no, you wouldn't do. It's the same with the shadow pictures that I do with the dark grey pastel mat. The, the, the most widely used colour there would be the 229. Mm, because the colour right in the middle. It's, it's, again, in the middle. And most of the picture is based around that tone. Absolutely. If I didn't have 229, I'd give up. And if you didn't have 182, you couldn't do that kind of no, sepia couldn't, couldn't picture. White. No, you, you've got to do it. We've got it. We, I was lucky in a way that my first shadow picture turned successful. I didn't have to practice half a dozen shadow pictures to get the, the four colours. As far as the sepia is concerned, that was almost straight away as well, once I got those ideas from the pastel. I mean, I've been using pastel for a... Sorry, watercolour. I've been using watercolour for a long time before I started using sepia. Ah, I see. A long time. So I, I understood colours anyway. Uh, but it, they, were, they were very successful, If I was being absolutely honest, I prefer the shadow picture tones to the sepia. I find the sepia now, if I did it now, I'd find them a little bit gingery. Right. To put it crudely, it would be gingery. Whereas the, um, we've got a few shadow pictures coming up that people haven't seen yet that are going to be, blow their mind. They're just going to blow their mind because I think I've reached the ultimate in, tones maybe not i maybe got other things i'm going to do i'm doing one the next one i'm doing is a real challenge now i say that about everything but this is a real challenge but i'm so much confidence having done i don't know 30 or 40 now there's a lot of them that i'm i I can approach that with confidence knowing that it's a technique that's all i need Mm. all of the colors i know what the colors and i know how to arrange those colors in a way to get the best possible results but it's just down to technique Mm. just to end and wrap up on the sepia uh pictures if you were to do them now not saying you are but what if you were to do them now or someone was to do them now um but use pastel mat would you recommend them use the sand colored pastel mat no to do the sepia no i wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it because you'd have to get a whole new set of colours. You couldn't use those same colours, I don't think, Steve. I mean, I say that, but someone try it. Give it a go. How would you approach it now then? Cause I'd, try, I'd, I'd approach it in the same way I did before. I'd use the ivory and with the white as a touch. I'd use the ivory, first of all, as my main colour. Because you, even though the sand, you've got sand-coloured pastel mat, you're still looking at the slightly darker. In fact, sand-coloured pastel mat is slightly darker than the ombre. Mm. The ombre is a bit lighter than that. So you'd need to get that. And I almost certainly think if you were doing it, you'd need the white as well. Not as a base colour, as a colour to lighten up your ivory. And then probably, yes, you could probably use 182. 175 and uh, black you probably could still do it i wouldn't 
but other people could try it. Are there any colours that come to mind? Because I know this is a, quite a hard question to answer because there's so many colours that you use, but I know that your knowledge of Creta Colour, Stabilo and mm. uh, Karen Dash, you know, has broadened since, you know, bringing those ranges on. Mm. Are there any colours that come to mind in those ranges that you think, oh, that's a little bit similar yes. CPF? Yes, there is. And, and Carbothello would be the easiest one. That's got, um, gosh... Uh, testing me on the colours now. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, it, it, I, I think it's um, Bista. It's Bista in uh, Carbothello, which is a very, very dark brown. Oh, yeah. Very close to the uh, 229. Not as good, to, otherwise I'd have used it, but very close. Bista. I cannot remember the number. I'm just going to find it. I could it go and pick, pick it out. It's six six three five. Is that one? No, yeah, six 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 three six three five. Yes, I think it is. Steve. Yeah, if that says Bister on it. Yeah, I'm just trying to load the. Uh, uh, it's, that, it's that brownie colour. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Six yeah. three five. Yeah. Six three five. That's that's the one I would use in place of the two two nine, or that's the one you could use in for sand, possibly. If you were going to use, if you were going to use the um, just the Carbothello, then you could use the white, which is one hundred one. The ivory, which is one hundred five. Uh, Six three five is Bista, and then black, which is the I don't know what that is. Seven sixty. Oh, there's still fifty and seven sixty. No, it's seven fifty. They got two blacks. What is the difference with those two? Oh, that that uh, 760 is a very, very dark grey, actually. It's a oh, really dark. Okay. No, I wouldn't use that. I'd use black. So if you got, you know, you've still got your four colours, there's no reason why that couldn't turn out more or less the same as the um, sepia in, um, that I've used in Hungary. Uh, mm. No reason why not. But if you're going to say, would you do it? No, I wouldn't. I, I, you move on sometimes, and I would if I started doing that, my heart really wouldn't be in it because I'd still be thinking I'd really want to use the shadow pictures now and the colours for that. Mm. I'd I love them to bits, you know that. And I think what's happened too over the years, and particularly the last one I've just done, the shadow picture there really fulfilled almost everything that I ever wanted. So therefore now I know that every one I do from now onwards is just going to add just a touch more technique to it. Hmm. Amazing. I hope that's helped. I think that's really interesting. And certainly if people want to revisit your sepia work that you did in the past, those packs are available on our shop or, or on our website. You can absolutely get hold of those and um, experiment with those colours. Well, yes, and uh, w- I would also say with those, you've got good learning tools with those. You can rub, because it's on grey, you can rub out. So if you make a mistake, you can get rid of it. Pastel mat, not so easy. Not so mm. easy to rub it out and make corrections. Usually we recommend if people go onto pastel mat, they've got to have some experience. When I first start, when, when I first start a picture on, um, with the shadow picture particularly, I know right from the beginning there's very, very little chance of me using an eraser anywhere because you, you, you learn that any time you do, there was one occasion, in fact, I just 
having said that, people are going to look at the last one I've done, the little boy, and they're going to go, you used a rubber there, Colin. And I did. <laughs> because what happened there, I, there was an ear. One ear was perfect on the left-hand side. He would have been his right ear. On the left-hand side, it was in deep shadow. And the ear itself was um, sticking out. Poor little lad. It was sticking out to a point where it was an, almost an abnormality. Is that right? Yes. I don't know. Oh, I can't well, correct it. Abnormality, maybe? Yes, abnormality. Yes, that's it anyway. Um, and... And I thought, well, I can't, I can't leave it like that. I thought about what I did originally. My thought pattern was I'll do it and put it in deep shadow so people aren't going to notice it, but they would have done. Now, the problem you've got in a situation like that is now this, if this lad, I'd done it for this lad, right? Would he have wanted a sticky out ear, even though he's probably aware of it? Probably not. I wouldn't if it had been me. So if I could have used an artist just to make it just a little flatter to the head, I would. And that's what I did. But I had to rub out a little bit of that. But I knew I was on safe ground because I was going to make the background very dark anyway. People will see that. But when they look at the picture, they wouldn't know that I'd done any erasing. I know what I can do and I know how I can do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't tackle it. How did you do it? Oh, I, I rubbed it out. You just, you did just put. A... I just, I used an ordinary eraser, and rubbed out a little bit. People, you'll have to see it to believe it when you when you see it actually being done. Because I draw the ear in, I actually draw it in, and when you look at it and compare with the other ears, poor lad, this this lad, given a choice, he wouldn't have had it. So what I did, I used an ordinary eraser and took off just a little section of it. It it. It's done really well, and people will see that. Uh, and I explain why I did it, how I did it, and uh, the reasons, and so on. Mm. So I'd spend a bit of time on that because I thought it was very important for people to see it. And if they get something similar to that in the future, they'll know then what to do. Now, another argument would be if it was some for a portrait for somebody. I would have spotted that and did spot that right from the beginning. And I would have said to them, look, can I explain to you what I would prefer to do? And you tell me whether you want it done that way. Yeah. And give them the choice. Um, but I'm pretty sure they would say, oh, could you temper that a little bit? Make it less obvious. Fair enough. Didn't, didn't change it. It is still there. It's still got one. Yeah. <laughs> didn't take it off. <laughs> Lovely. Great stuff. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's everything on my list today. Um, as you said, there's lots of pictures coming up, and um, I'm excited to uh, to bring them to to everyone. We've had some computer problems, which is why we've been a bit lax on releasing new glasses. Mims's laptop completely gave up the go, so we had to get that fixed. Oh dear. Um, so it's put a, a bit of a delay on the video editing side, but we um, have sorted that out now, so we can we can crack on with more. Um, more classes editing those, so we've got a bit of a backlog to get through now. Well, you work so much. You... Uh, I think people will um, appreciate it though once yes. they see that these new pictures coming up. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, well, I haven't got a date yet, but I imagine it will possibly be the eighth of April. Gosh, um, I know. I think I think it's possibly then, um, but. If, if not, I will let everyone know and keep you all posted on group when our next podcast recording date is. 
Uh, and then we may have to have a little break or go back to doing Skypes because mm-hmm. we're getting very close to uh, <laughs> when my daughter is arriving. So That's right. um, we're going to have to, yeah, I probably won't be down. Well, if I am down, it won't be to do a podcast. No. <laughs> well, we'll be coming up there, don't worry. Yeah. So it's all of that that's happening. Uh, not for a little while. We've got till May, end of May. Um, but yeah, either way, it's it's coming up. So um, we've got only a couple more and then she'll be here. Goodness. Gosh. It's flying. Lovely. Okay. Excellent. We'll leave it there for, for this time. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Find hundreds of art classes online at colinbradleyart.com.